You're listening to the Superpower Up Podcast with your superpower experts. This is the place where we explore real-life superpowers and give you the tools to unlock your own. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, your superpower expert, and you all are in for a very yummy treat. So our guest today is just delightful. She she just has this really loving energy. It's almost like the you know the grandmother energy that you want to kind of curl up on her lap. It's that embracing and and, and loving. Um, she's got a little fire under there too, though. So so don't let her fool you. But the but but I've, I've really enjoyed getting to know her and um, hearing her story, which is is fascinating. And I know you all are going to appreciate it. Um, but amongst other things, we're going to be talking today about the walk of the spiritual woman. And she absolutely embodies that piece. She's a speaker, spiritual mentor, and author of many, many books, which um, that in and of itself is fascinating. But this kind of joy and, and unshakable aspect of love and abundance and, and just living your life. Um, and so please, without further ado, if you could join me in welcoming McCartney Green to the show. Welcome, McCartney. Hello, and thank you. I'm so, so grateful to be here. Oh, very cool. We're so glad that you're joining us. So what are your superpowers? <laughs> My superpower is that I teach people how to be so aligned spiritually. I help them to connect spiritually so that they can find their unshakable joy and to live in joy completely. Mm, I love that concept of unshakable joy. Like that, that's so powerful. It's like, it's one thing to say, oh, la, joy. But when you add that word unshakable on top of it, it's, it's a powerful concept. How did that come about? Well, I realized, you know, sometimes we depend on outside circumstances for our joy, right? And, and I find joy, uh, unshakable joy means not joy because you just landed a sweet new job or because your boyfriend just proposed to you or because even because you won the lottery, but joy that doesn't depend on any outside circumstances because true joy doesn't. If, if you depended on outside circumstances for your joy, then you'd be at the whim of whatever life blows your way, right? So, so true joy is unshakable, and, and that's what I want people to have. No matter what happens to them, no matter what trauma they face or have faced, they can still live in absolute joy. Well, it's so fascinating to me because, you know, my whole shtick started off in the personal power arena with my book of about 10 years ago now. Um, the, the ultimate guide to personal power and safety. And then it's evolved since then, mastering your personal power and then managing your individual resonance and then moving into autonomy. But I love the fact that the parallels are so obvious because one of the concepts um, that I played with a few years back was this idea of not allowing anything outside of myself to dictate anything about myself. And so making sure I was very clear on who was governing the situation. And I love that you you did the same thing, and, and, but from the perspective of joy. And that wasn't my emphasis. You know, mine was, I was a soldier, you know, to counter intel agent, yeah. so it was around power. And that was, like, really the only construct I, I was comfortable working within until I reached a higher degree of autonomy and was able to go, oh, wait, I think this is really about love and joy and all these things. But I couldn't have made that leap from where I was. Yeah, but I have to say, I think I think what you've been through and who you are and what you've done is absolutely amazing. And I want to write my next book about you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Absolutely, let's do that. That's so beautiful. Thank you. you. Know, a powerful woman. Oh, what what great novel that would make. <laughs> <laughs> well, but and ironically, I'm looking at you as as powerful as well from the perspective of you know it it takes real courage to step into this space. I mean, again, we'll get we'll get into a little bit more of your story, but 
to step in the spaces you've stepped into, that's like gut level check time. Like, I'm sure you had a number of conversations with God around that one. Like, uh, I'm sorry, you want me to do what? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And I didn't, I, I I really sort of shunned away from it because, you know, I thought people are going to think I'm out of my mind. Oh, it's that cray cray foo foo lady, you know, (laughs) that. uh, Absolutely. And that's what keeps most people from following their guidance. We talked a little bit before the show about the difference between, you know, heeding the whispers versus getting knocked upside the head with a two by four. Mm -hmm. But it's, we have too many stories in our collective consciousness of people being burned at the stake and being drowned and crucified and all kinds of stuff for doing a lot of the work that you and I do in the world. So, you know, I think I, I I would imagine, I can only assume that you had to kind of face a lot of that yourself from the sense of, um, you know, I've had my crucifixion kind of moments of like, uh, do I really want to do that? Like I, you know, not, not sacrilegiously like, oh my gosh, I think I'm Jesus. But, but we just have too many of those stories of that. It's not safe. It's, it's very scary to be the, the embodiment of divine wisdom here. Um, how do you, how do you, how did you manage that? I'm not sure that I can say that I did. You know, I had, I had seven, when I first started down this path, I had seven young children. They're all grown now, but um, I still, even now, you know, I, I get things from people about her being out there and that kind of thing, and, you know, and ridiculed. And, and I don't mind that at all because the reason I'm able to handle it is because what I've learned, these keys that I have that cause super spiritual alignment, they lift you up to a higher perspective. And you can look at the people who are ridiculing you. And I'm not trying to degrade them. I just mean I see them kind of like children who just don't know yet. You know, it's like, you know, you you wouldn't get angry or mad at the baby who doesn't quite know how to walk yet, you know. So these are the children and eventually they'll learn. And so I, from this higher perspective. <laughs> oh, I love the synchronicity. So one of the concepts that I've been talking to people a lot about is that there's, you know, I don't know if this is the same for you, but it's like people come to me in waves, you know, clients. And so, so, so the common um, theme right now, of course, because I just recently um, in the last year or so came out of that space is, is the idea of going into your own depth and darkness and finding those pieces. And I explained to people like you, we have all these pieces and parts that are in kind of these arrested development states. And, and, and it's so, I love your analogy because that's what I tell people. I was like, would you, like, if you had a child who didn't know how to ride a bike, would you chastise them for not knowing how to ride a bike? Cause you already learned how to ride a bike or would you take the time to teach them? And, and, and people resist kind of teaching their undeveloped or arrested development pieces and parts, the, the elementary steps that they feel like they already know and it's like of course you know it like you the the highest aspect of who you are of course you know it you know all things but the we have aspects of us that don't and if you imagine like we have these pieces of us that we kind of socked away during traumatic experiences or even just life experiences that we equated to being traumatic which which can be someone looking at you funny you know as a kid (laughs) right and it gets socked away and it gets this solidity kind of builds over and it just kind of gets pushed further and further back into these little closets that we have and and when you go and get those pieces like they don't know how to exist in the space that you've existed in They, they weren't part of that journey and and so bringing them up to speed is it feels elementary but it's really, um, you know, if you approach it from like benevolence and love and joy, 
it's not burdensome. It, it's guiding aspects of you into that wholeness with you, you know, and I, I view that a lot in terms of how, you know, like, like God or Jesus, you know, bring me, bring me the, the children or what, you know, it's kind of that concept. And can you do that within yourself? Right. Um, you know, it's easy to look at the outside world and think you're going to fix it. But when we talk about self-work, you know, and, and, and that's why I love kind of the focus of the show is the walk of the spiritual woman. Like, you, you know, I know what that takes. I know the journeys you've been through and the depths of yourself that you've had to look at just to step into that. And so I, I applaud you and honor you for that. Yeah, the, the self-work can be actually harder because the one thing that we have a hard time with, and, and I, don't even, I don't even think about the traumas and things like that, but I'm talking about just forgiving ourselves for mistakes we've made. That's been probably one of the hardest things for me, um, just being kind to myself and forgiving myself and not treating myself like I have been treated by others. Mm-hmm. But treating myself well and and love myself because because I I'm been you know I, I chose to come here and do this work and and I can't do it and have everyone else be full of joy and happy if I have anything about me that I you know don't feel loving about so mm-hmm. I have I have to do that oh I love that it's such a beautiful testament um, well we've been talking with McCartney Green about the walk of the spiritual woman. Stay with us. We're going to take a short break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about some ways that you too can step into that space, whether you're a woman, whether you're a man, what, however you identify in this lifetime, really what it takes to kind of step into that. And, and I'm going to start with uh, McCartney's fascinating story. So stay tuned. You're not going to want to miss this. Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer learning, intensive one-on-one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net... You get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you are ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. Awesome. We're back. We are talking with McCartney Green on the Superpower Podcast about the walk of the spiritual woman. So McCartney, Please, please share the story with our listeners of how all of this came about, what, how it started for you. I, I love your story. I'm so fascinated by it. Uh, thank you for the opportunity to tell it. Um, I, I don't tell the story because I don't want anybody to feel sorry for me, but I tell people so that they know where I came from and how far I can come. I was, I was born into poverty, alcoholism, neglect, and abuse. And then I grew up and got married and things didn't get any better because, you know, that's all I knew. So that's all I really brought to the table. And I had, uh, I got married, my husband and I, and we had seven children and they were my joy. So I'm, I'm not complaining about my children at all. But at one point in my marriage in 1994, uh, he, my husband had lost his job and I was working three part-time jobs, just trying to keep a roof over our heads, forget anything extra. So the financial burden was horrible. And then I knew that my marriage was crumbling and coming to an end. And so I felt very alone and unloved and you know confused about life. And then I was sexually assaulted in a Wendy's parking lot. And I was so filled with guilt and shame over that because I was an athlete and I thought, 
uh, anyone ever tried to mess with me, I will kick their butts. But it, it didn't go down like that. I froze in fear and I felt so filled with this guilt and this shame that all these turmoil of emotions, somehow I talked myself into the thought that my children would be better off without me and I tried to end my own life. And within a few weeks of that time, I woke up one morning and there was a man standing at the foot of my bed. Now, I was not afraid at all. As a matter of fact, I was very calm. I had no fear and I had a knowing, which was a miracle in itself because I was not very religious. So I had a knowing though that this was some sort of heavenly messenger. And I, I like to tell people, of course, the, the light that was all around him was a dead giveaway. But um, uh, he had a light all around him and he counseled me and he advised me. And one of the last things he said to me before the light gathered and around him and it sort of just disappeared, one of the last things he said to me was to write. And I irreverently said, write, because I'd never done that in my life. I said, write what? And he said, write love, write your story and begin immediately. And so I, I did, I did two things. I did begin to write uh, and I actually based the character on him, a character in a fiction novel on him. Uh, but I also did another thing and I pushed this amazing, miraculous happening into the corner of my brain somewhere to ponder another day. I didn't tell anyone except my own family. I was almost, you know, I was afraid. I lived in fear that I, I should tell anyone. I, I just pushed it aside as if it was inconsequential. And I um, didn't hear from him again for almost 22 years. And he came back to me one day, it was July 31st, 2015, and I was in the middle of a meditation prayer type thing where I was actually complaining to the universe, you know, well, why would some heavenly messenger appear to me and tell me to write when, when only a few thousand people have ever read my books and nothing's ever going to come of them, I don't know anything about marketing, and why should I even do this, you know, and suddenly he came back to me. And he told me he would stay with me from here on out, that I... Uh, elected to come to this world with a mission and that mission was to help people to connect and we were going to announce to the world that he existed and that I have seen him and that mostly the main thing was to let everybody know in this world that we are not alone not one of us are alone and it, it's such a beautiful thing to know uh, that that it, it almost helps you connect immediately to know that they really are there. Mm, so beautiful. And I, I love the synchronicities. We, you know, we were talking earlier, you know, my book that I wrote about, uh, about a decade ago or so was about my experiences, you know, being raped at 16, but then also as an agent. And so, and I had similar experience that you had, um, not, not my response to, but, but in the moment feeling like, you know, I was a government agent, like I was armed and trained to kill people and all kinds of other stuff. And it's like, how in the world, you know? And so, so, you know, for all of you listening out there, it's so easy for us to go into that space um, and not see the moment for what it is and, and not see the um, everything that, that, that it, it entails. And so, you know, if, if any of you are really struggling with that, I encourage you to kind of take a step back and say, okay, what could this be about or get some assistance from that perspective? I think it's easy to wallow in that. Um, but kudos to you. I, I find it fascinating, actually, that, that you did tell your family. A lot of folks I talked to have had similar experiences, you know, the family's the last people that they're, they're the last people that they would tell uh, and they felt, feel like it's safer to tell perfect strangers or, or people outside of their family. Um, so I think it's fascinating that, that that's who you shared that with. Well, we were 
our family was very, very, very close. Even though my, once my husband and I were divorced, which we did divorce, uh, we became best friends um, because we married very young. We had seven children together and it just seemed like we were just best friends. And so we were always very close and, and my family is actually on, on my mission with me, which was disclosed to me that we actually all came a, a, with an agreement to be together and to work on things together. So it, it mm. just makes sense that I, I felt very comfortable telling them we're very close. Oh, very cool. I love that. That's so awesome. So, so what advice do you have for people who, you know, have, have received visitations or, um, you know, are hearing voices and, and all that good stuff? Our, our podcast attracts a lot of folks that operate in, the, in those spheres. What, what can you offer them um, after having gone through that experience and now being on the other side of it where you've really kind of stepped into that space? I, well, first of all, to to know it's not it's not just in your head. You're not crazy, and you're not just you know um, acting a little weird or a little out there. Embrace it because the the signs and the things that we're given, the visions, the the little whisperings in our heart and in our head and in our minds, these these are they're trying to connect with us. Um, I, at one point I was walking along uh, doing a meditation and I was doing a walking meditation. I do that when I walk my dogs. And I said, I was feeling kind of disconnected one day. And I said, I said, are you guys there? Because, you know, I, I don't feel you today. Will you give me a sign or something? And then I said, oh, wait a minute. Didn't I read something in the Bible somewhere about you're not supposed to ask for a sign? And immediately he came to me and he said, that is a fallacy. There are many other places in the Bible where it's written to give a sign. We give you signs everywhere. We want you to see them. We want you to acknowledge them. And if you will, you will be led down the path you're supposed to go. And, and so that's what I do. I just, I let them lead me. Uh, little signs, I mean, they can be anything. Just, just the sign um, that I was, uh, when I decided I was supposed to become a public speaker. I had so many signs and one of them was, this is a story I like to tell, one of them was, um, I was looking up websites for public speakers and I came across a guy who said he was a Toastmaster and at the time I had no idea what a Toastmaster was and I said, hmm, I wonder what that is. And I said, but I don't have time to look, I'll go check my email right now. So I checked my email and I had an email from Mike Dooley, you know, Tut's Notes from the Universe and and he had a video in there. And in that video, he talked about how he started in Toastmasters. And I said, that's two Toastmasters. And then I had an appointment with a lady about changing my website. And she was going to consult me on my website. And I, um, later on that day, and I spoke with her. And she just, out of the blue, told me that she got her start at Toastmasters. <laughs> and then uh, my sister works at a copy and print place. And the very next day, she comes home and she goes, uh, I ran into a lady uh, who was getting something printed for a Toastmasters. And, and I told her that you had talked something about that and she gave me this material for you. So, you know, again, they kind of had to knock me upside the head, but, but I went, Oh, I think I'm supposed to go to Toastmasters. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Like, hello. Oh, hello. Oh, that's perfect. Very cool. Well, I've so enjoyed talking to you. I'm glad that you came on our show and shared your story with our listeners. Where can they go to find out more about you? I would love for them to go to my website at www.mccartneygreen.com. And uh, I also have, if they will email me at mccartneygreen at gmail.com, anyone who emails, you, emails me with your show in the subject line, I will send them three free books uh, that will 
that some of them will be entertaining and some of them will be very uplifting and help in personal development, self-help type thing. Uh, one of the books that I have is coming out this Saturday and it's called Two Seconds to Joy and How to Be Happy Quickly. Mm. And, and so I'm excited about that book coming out this, this coming Saturday. So look that up on, on Amazon. It's going to be exclusive on Amazon for a little while before I go farther with it. But McCartneyGreen.com and email me at McCartneyGreen at gmail.com with your show's, show's title in the subject line, and I will send them three free books. Oh, what a generous offer. Well, thank you so much for sharing with our listeners today. I, I just love your story, and I love everything that you're doing in the world, and, and I honor you for, you know, to walking the walk of the spiritual woman. I know that it hasn't always been easy, um, but, but we appreciate your perseverance with it, so thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. It's been a blast. Oh, absolutely. We've got to talk more too. <laughs> I, I think we have, I think we have plenty to uncover. I uh, love it. So and to all of you out there as always, thank you for your loyalty. We appreciate it. And until next time, go out, uncover your superpowers and change the world. Take care, everyone. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and discover your superpowers today.